The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello from sunny California, Santa Barbara. This is the pre-recorded message because I'm traveling a lot and I cannot make it live, unfortunately. I've been leaving this Saturday to Moscow, Russia, where I'm working with the largest bank of Russia and lecturing in Israel and other countries. So I unfortunately have to do a pre-recorded. The disadvantage is that I don't get feedback. I don't get calls for people asking me questions or giving me feedback. So again, I'm asking for people that are listening to my program to write to me. Uh, I will accept emails. It is at ichak, I-C-H-A-K, at adizes, A-D, like in David, I-Z, like in zebra, E, test like in Sam, adizes.com. Just give me questions or or reaction to this program. So, A, I know that people are listening, and B, that hopefully I'm helpful. I don't promise to answer all questions or to react to all comments, but uh, I will try my best to those that you know, warrant my response or that I have something to contribute or to add value. Okay? Well, two sessions ago, we talked about mission how to define a corporate mission correctly. And by the way, my, my recommendation to you that are listening to my program is go to the archives and listen to my previous sessions because the material I'm presenting, I'm building a big, 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 what well, a cathedral here, big wall here, one brick at a time, and it will be nice for you to know the previous bricks so you're not starting with the roof, but you start from the foundations. I strongly recommend, although every session in this program stands by itself and should add value by itself. However, if you know the previous sessions, you're going to find out that the material is much more powerful than adding on the top of each other. All right, so two sessions ago, I talked about how to find a corporate mission. And last week, I talked about how to differentiate between mission goals, strategies, policies, vision, because all these words are confusing and people use them interchangeably and the result is a mess. 
and how to have it in a systematic way so you know exactly what we are talking about and exactly what to do and in what sequence. Today I would like to talk about structure, architecture. What should be the structure of an organization to deliver the mission, to implement the strategy toward the mission, to reach the goals, etc. A structure is to be custom-made. Custom-made to achieve the mission. And depending on the mission, depending on the strategy, the structure might have to change. It will be the same thing like in a military campaign. You position your forces one way if you are ready to attack and totally different if you are trying to defend. You will probably not do very well if you arrange your forces for defense, but you attack. <laughs> That's not going to be too smart. You have to learn that in the military. Tell me what you're trying to do, and I will tell you how to get organized to, to, to get there. If you're trying to fly, you better have a structure of an airplane. If you're trying to go underwater, you better have a structure of a submarine. Don't try to fly with a submarine or to dive with an airplane. So there is a relationship between function and form, between strategy and structure. And about, oh God, 60, 70 years ago, a person by name, Norman Chandler, wrote a book, Strategy and Structure, which became the driving force of all consulting and what we teach at business schools, that strategy precedes structure. It makes sense, doesn't it? How can I develop a form if I don't know what the function is? If I'm trying to go diving, then I better have a submarine. So tell me the function, and I will tell you what the structure should be. Makes sense, right? Absolutely makes sense. No, it doesn't. And I will tell you why. It makes sense for understanding the function. Look at the form. The form will explain to you what function are you doing. But if we are talking about designing a structure, that will be difficult starting directly with the form, with the function. Here is why. Many years ago, many years ago, too many years ago as a matter of fact, 30 years ago, I was consulting for, and now I can tell you because 30 years have passed by, so that's long enough for me to disclose, with Bank of America. It was in 1982, and the bank was losing market share, very bureaucratized, still caught in a Giannini syndrome, admiring the founder, and they needed change, so I was asked to come in and help. And I started doing the structure, and uh, in the group that I assembled for the process, was sitting somebody from a leading consulting firm, I won't mention the name so it doesn't look embarrassing. And it was a source of information because they were doing strategic planning for the bank at the time. And we needed that information in order to do the structure correctly. And then he came to me during the break and relatively embarrassed, said to me, 
Professor Dieses, uh, I hope I'm not offending you, but aren't you not rearranging the seats on a sinking Titanic? Wow. In other words, you're dealing with organization structure of the bank rather than starting with a strategy. What the bank should go, where should it go? And then we know what to do with the structure. I admit I did not sleep that night. I was really, good challenge, good challenge. And then I realized something. What did I realize? Many years ago, even many, many, many years before that, I was sent with a youth delegation from Israel, high school youth delegation, to France. We were going to a youth camp in Biarritz, summer youth camp. When the camp was over, the group of us, I think it were 15 or something like that, with our chaperones decided to go to Paris to see Paris. So we took an all-night train ride via Ritz, which is on the border of Spain, to, to Paris. And like kids will do, teenagers will do, we all try to sleep in one compartment that could accommodate only 10 people. But the 15 of us were sitting in each other's lap, one foot here, one foot there, one arm in, one arm there, some people hanging from the ceiling, some people sleeping on the floor. Teenagers trying to be together. It took us two hours to finally fall asleep. As soon as we fell asleep, somebody said, Pippi, he wanted to go to the bathroom. My God. Full commotion. Hey, watch out. Don't step on me. Look for my arm. What are you doing with my leg? The whole compartment had to wake up and be annoyed because one person wanted to go to the bathroom. And that's an analogy for organizational structures. Let's assume that this group sitting in the compartment, the way they're sitting, cannot go even go to the bathroom. What happens when somebody tries to go to the bathroom? He has to think, do I want to make commotion? Do I want to get all these people around me, against me, and upset. And you know something? In many organizations that are badly structured, it's easier to pee in your pants than to make a commotion for the whole organization. They let go. And eventually, everybody in that compartment pees in his pants. Nobody moves because they don't want to step on each other's toes politically. And eventually somebody will say, you know what? This organization stinks. Sure it stinks. Because nobody can move. And then, because it stinks, they will hire a consultant. Tell us what to do. The organization is not moving. We are frozen. We are bureaucratized. The environment is changing and we are doing, we are not going, you know, we are not doing very well. Now, where is a consultant? Where is a consultant? Is he in the compartment or outside? He's outside. In some beautiful building with big windows. He sits down, studies the topography, studies the market, and comes to the conclusion, types it up, and says, he delivers the consulting report through the window to the compartment the people are sitting there 
tied up, nobody can move. And the report says, don't go to Paris, wrong market. Your strategy should be go to Rome. Tell me what happens to that report. And by the way, where is the CEO sitting? Is he outside of the train or the compartment? Or is he inside the compartment also tied up by board of directors, some vice presidents, trade unions, you name it. So what happens? What happens to that report? People read it, say he's absolutely right. They're absolutely right. Wonderful report, wonderful research. But we cannot go even to the bathroom and he wants us to move to Rome. And then what happens? Recommendation, fire, fire all the people, get new people in order to move to Rome. Tremendous amount of pain, bloodshed in the corridors, wrong approach. What is the right approach? After the break. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The ADESIS methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. I say structure does not drive, sorry, strategy does not drive structure. 
If you want to understand what's happening in an organization, it is structure that drives strategy. Yes, yes. Why? Because organizations are power structures. I look at organizations as if they are a power boat. If you want to know the direction that the power boat will take, look at the relative strength of the different engines. If the right engine is stronger than the left engine, I can tell you something, this boat is going left. You can sit on the deck and scream as much as you want. Right, 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 come on guys, teamwork, what the hell is wrong with you, right? The boat is going to go left, why? Because the right engine is stronger than the left engine. Once I saw a cartoon, <laughs> a very beautiful cartoon, of a Viking boat. On one side, skinny little, <laughs> I don't know, maybe they're not Vikings, slaves, very weak, slow, and, 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 and small and weak, uh, uh, skinny sailors, rowing. On the other side of the boat, big Vikings rowing. And one captain says to the other, I don't know why we are going around in circles. Look at the power distribution. Which means, before you can design a strategy, you must have the engines flexible. You must have the engines equally distributed so that you can move the engines to change direction. What am I telling you? Let me tell you how I do it. Why don't you make a, like an arrow, two lines going up and meeting at the top, starting far away from each other, and then going up and meeting at the top to look like an arrow. The left line is called function. And under the word function, right, mission, strategy, and strategy. So you have three words, function, mission, strategy. On the right arm of this drawing, have the word form, and under it, organization structure. If you, you, you see what the problem here is, if you have the wrong structure, you can design all kinds of strategies, but they will not be implemented. Or the big mountain will give birth to a little mouse. That's what happens to many companies. They hire consultants, they give them a report, what they should do. The report gets filed, and maybe a very small percentage of the recommendations get implemented. Tremendous waste of money and energy. So, you need to have the right structure to have the strategy. Implementable. But now we have a chicken and egg problem. How can I have the strategy if I... How can I have this... <laughs> how can I have a structure if I don't know the strategy? And how can I have the strategy if I don't have the right structure? Wow, what do we do now? So if you look at these two, this arrow, this drawing I gave you, here's how we do it. I say don't do it linear, it has to be back and forth. Back and forth, that's how you design a house, by the way. 
You do the first draft and you look at it, you do the second draft, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the tenth. You play backwards, structure form, structure form, structure, sorry, function form, function form, function form. You go back and forth. That's how you write a legal document. That's how you do design a car. I mean, anything, development is not linear. Do strategy, finish. Now let's go to structure. That will not work. It doesn't work in any design, especially not of organization structures. So we, the way to do it back and forth, go from the left. First, you define the mission, as we discussed it two sessions ago. And then a general master strategy. What the heck are you trying to do? General, general, very general. Make it general on purpose. And I'll tell you in a second why. Then you go and you the first draft structure. First draft. In light of that first draft, you go back again to the left leg of this drawing. Say, okay, now what is the strategy? Go to the right. Next draft of the structure in light of the strategy. Left. Detailed strategy. Right. More next draft. When I lead restructuring of a company, honestly, it might take 120, not draft, 120 changes minimum to come with a structure that makes sense, that reflects the strategy. So we are discussing strategy and structure, not simultaneously, but back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until when we finish, like this drawing shows that the two lines get together, we have a strategy and a structure clearly aligned. But when you do the first draft, <laughs> You don't have a strategy yet. So what is the first draft? The first draft follows principles of good design. That's all that we are talking about. Like in architecture, what is the environment? What is the north? What do you want the house to face? You want it to face the view or the north? Or, or the wind, what do you want it to face? There are principles of architecture. There is a principle of architecture, if I may say jokingly, you're not supposed to have the bathroom in the middle of the kitchen. And the sewer should flow from the, from the bathroom to the sewer and not vice versa. The sewer should not flow into the bathroom, but vice versa. So there are certain principles of architecture, which are independent of design, design for the specifics of the user. Because every user has its own needs. One has a very big family, somebody has a small family, this one wants to entertain a lot, that one wants to write books a lot, this one wants to view movies, and it needs a special, you know, projection room. Independent of the specific needs, there are some general universal principles of architecture. The same thing applies to companies. There is a universal, there are some universal principles. So the first draft deals with universal principles. Then you go into, okay, if this is a draft, now what do we do to fit our mission? Oppa, we start moving some, some boxes around. Will it work? Mm, okay, I will describe to you how we do the other draft. So let's talk about the first draft 
first now, okay? What are the principles? What are the principles of architecture that are universal, independent of size, independent of industry, independent of particular quote-unquote taste buds of the decision makers and of the specific strategy of the company at that point in time. Ready? Well, I will tell you after the break. We need to take the break now, and then we'll go into the specifics of the universal principles of organizational architecture. Hope you come back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. It will be more helpful for you to understand the principles here if you know that this is DNA of organizations, which is a P, A, E, and I. You should go back to the, to the archives of this program and find... I think it's in section, in, I can tell you, it is show number four. 
four and five. Or read my book, The Ideal Executive, Why You Cannot Be One, or any other of the books. All of them have this DNA because it's the starting point in my theory. But if you don't know about PAI, let me summarize it for you in a hurry now. But I strongly suggest you go and study it in depth because it's extremely helpful to know this DNA, to have these tools to diagnose organization structures, to diagnose decision-making, a subject I will cover next week. Uh, you can predict uh, future problems today. If you know this code, you can diagnose the problems correctly. You can solve the problems correctly. You can, you can find out which people to hire for which kind of position. This is like chemistry. Uh, it's not strange that in Russia they call me Mendeleev of management because they discovered the ingredients, the table of components or whatever it's called in chemistry. In this case, of an organization. So you should know PAI. Basically, PAI code says, P means produce results for which you exist. Satisfy the needs for the, of the clients for which organization exists. A means administer it so it is organized, efficient, systematized, so that the right things at the right time, at the right order, so we uh, 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 do not invent the wheel each time we need to wheel something around. There is a wheel, there is a system, there is a standard operating procedure, policies, how to go about it so we don't have to waste time reinventing things. E is entrepreneurship, which is devoting time to be proactive. What are we going to do today to be different tomorrow because tomorrow will be different from today, so are we preparing today for tomorrow? That is the entrepreneurial role, E. And the last one is integration, I, and it is working on the people in the organization. It's people integration so that you create a climate, a culture of mutual trust and respect of teamwork so all the pieces work together and there is no waste of energy or things fall between chairs. So if you do PAEI, the organization is effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. So the, one of the first principles of organizational architecture is to design the organization to be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run, which means to take into account P, A, E, and I roles. How do we do that? Well, you ask the organization. Why do you exist? What the purpose of your existence? What's your P? What are the needs you need to provide in order to satisfy your present client needs? What business are you in? Are we just developers? Or are we also in development and in construction? Oh, no, no, we are also in real estate management. So we are developers, construction, and it is the development. Wow. Or maybe only one of the three. What are you? What are you? We are a bank. What is a bank? That's what they asked many years ago. Many of my clients that are in the bank industry. What is a bank? Are you selling a loan business, which is a debt business? Or are you in the financial services business? The financial services, which financial services? Which needs of your clients are you satisfying? Are you in the executive compensation? Are you into investment banking? Are you dealing with the mama papas, stores, small businesses, micro businesses? What 
what do your market segments you're addressing yourself? What is your product differentiation to reflect market segmentation all about? What business are you in? What business do you want to be in? What business should you be in? It's all a result of the mission definition that we already talked about it two weeks ago. Based on that, you say, okay, here are the first units. These are the P units in the chart. P means these are the units that provide for client needs and they are profit-oriented. That's why the letter P. They are there to provide profits. Now, if you are a non-for-profit organization, then it's not profit, then it is other needs. Provide the needs. What do we exist for? Who is our client? Why do we exist? And by the way, I want to warn you. Clients are not stock stakeholders. We confuse all the time between stakeholders and clients. Read my blog or I have a book about it called this Insights About Management. Everything available from www.adesis.com which is my web, website of the Institute. <laughs> clients and customers is one type of stakeholders. There are other stakeholders and we are, don't get confused because very often we try to address the needs of the stakeholders and we forget the needs of our clients. Like, we invest money in us are not the clients. We don't exist for them. We exist for the customers. Investors are stakeholders. These are the people or the entities we have to satisfy in order for them to cooperate so that we can satisfy the needs of the clients for which we exist. Okay, I don't want to get into that lecture. That's part of my sessions, which I think already delivered here in one of the sessions. And I'm there or something. I don't know. Where is it? In the previous, where did I talk? I talked in one of the sessions in the past about the difference between stakeholders and, and, and clients. Anyway, the P structure is addressing clients for which we exist. These are the ones who give us the revenues. If you are known for profit, don't look at revenues. These are the donors. They are not your clients. They are donors to help you satisfy the clients. Who do we exist for? Why are we here? The units that deal with that are called the P units. Then, we need support, administrative support. These are the A's. Then you need units that deal with change. Planning, development, technology, new product development, engineering. These are the E's. And then you also need units that deal with the I. This is the human resources development unit. This is the ombudsman of the organization. This is the people in charge of culture, in charge of organizational development. As different from those that are in the human resources administration. They deal with hiring, firing, salary administration, performance appraisals, okay? Different. They are in the A business. And you look at the organization structure and you put the different divisions in the different boxes depending on what is their purpose of existence. Is it for effectiveness in the short run, efficiency in the short run, effectiveness in the long run, and efficiency in the long run. But be careful. 
What, why should you be careful? Don't mix. If you mix it erroneously, I can tell you, the A's will win, the organization will become bureaucratized, they will kill the entrepreneurial spirit, kill integration, and eventually P will go down and the company will be dead. What kind of a mixture does not work? After the break. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. The Adesis Speakers Bureau can present the Adesis methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a 2 four- or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Adesis Management Methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. Adesis Management Methodology is delivered by the Adesis Institute with offices worldwide, introducing a new management paradigm Visit www.adesis.com for the Adesis Institute today. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Do not mix long-term with short-term. Don't mix E, the entrepreneurial role, with P, the do-it-now role. Example, do not have a vice president for sales and marketing. Listen to what I just said. Did you hear? Sales and marketing. I've rarely seen a vice president for marketing and sales. Always put sales ahead. You know why? Because short-term always takes precedence over long-term. Marketing is to deal with the long-term. What market we should be in, what client we should be seeking, which of the needs we should be satisfying. That's change-oriented. Sales is P-oriented. Now, get the contract. 
make the people sign, make the people buy the product now. The moment you put sales and marketing together under the same vice president, they can be under the same president, that's fine, but not under the vice president. In other words, they should not report to a function, they should report to a profit center. Two of them separately reporting to the profit center is fine. Two of them reporting to a support function, which is red rather than green, as I put in colors. If it's the purpose of the organization is green, the support is red. I will not put vice president for sales and marketing. Why? Sales is short-term oriented. Marketing is long-term oriented. What will happen? Sales will take precedence. Marketing will suffer. When I see a marketing department under sales, I call them transvestites. They look like a woman, but they are really men. In other words, they're called marketing. They carry the title of marketing, but what are they really doing? Sales support. Running trade shows, <coughs> developing little brochures, running analysis of, mark of sales achievements and statistics about it. That's not marketing, gentlemen. This is sales support. I've seen many organizations, very large one. One organization had 80,000 people in marketing. Not true. Transvestites. They were all in sales, but they're called marketing. You know why? Because many people hate to be in sales. It's kind of a bad word, you know, sales. I want in sales. I'm a marketing engineer. Ah, that sounds better. They all go into marketing, but there is no marketing. <coughs> there is no marketing, guys. Do not put them together. You put them together, sales orientation dominates, marketing suffers. Unless the top guy is an entrepreneurial guy, marketing now wins, sales suffers. He has millions of ideas. He's great, you know, in thinking, globally thinking, creatively thinking, but he's not selling. He's not biting the bullet. Thus, do not mix long and short. Next, do not mix long and short in trans transformation. Do not put a vice president for research and development, technology and manufacturing together. God forbid. Because if you do that, again, what is engineering really doing? They're doing maintenance. They're the long term is suffering or is being subjected to serve the short term. And you know what technology or <laughs> new product development is doing when it is together with manufacturing? They're doing Kaizen, continuous improvement. They're not doing disruptive developments, disruptive technologies, breakthrough, kangaroo, whatever it's called, leapfrog changes. They're there to serve the short term. Do not mix A and E, God forbid. This is very prevalent in American industry and it's now being spread and migrated all over the world. This is what they put a chief financial sales slash chief administrative officer. They put legal, human resources development, administration, accounting, uh, 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 
all of it together under one person. I call this bureaucrats of the world unite. All the no-nos together. And by the way, that will paralyze the company. Now this person becomes very powerful. Anytime you want to change, he says there is no money, the computers will go crazy, and there will be a trade union revolt. Try to do something now. You're dead. They have human resources under them, finance under them, IT under them, legal under them. They're the barrier to change. What did you do? You took finance and accounting together. Wrong. Finance should be looking into the future. How much money do we need? Where do we get it from? Are we getting our return on investment? Accounting is past oriented. Where are we coming? Where are we now? From where we are coming? Look at financial statements of accounting. It is PL as of. Balance sheet as of. It's always past to the present. Finance is to take what accounting produces and say, fine. What does it mean for the future? You put them together and what do you get? You get the end run syndrome. And I told Kenneth Clay, he was in my lectures, the president of Enron, listen to me, don't put accounting and finance together under the same CFO, because then you become a prisoner of your organization. They dominate all the information, you don't know what's going on, which is what happened. That's what happened to Enron. He did not listen to me. He said, I hear you, Dr. D, he says, I will call you, and nothing happened. He was too arrogant. Company was too successful when I talked to him at that time. Do not put finance and accounting together. Do not put finance and accounting together. I admit that in 90% of the cases in my consulting, I fail to deliver this dictum. The CFO is extremely powerful and they hate my guts and they don't let me split the two. But I'm telling you, it's a mistake. And then don't put human resources development and human resources administration together. If you put the two together, what is human resources development doing? Helping human resources administration. Be careful, the names are not what it is. What it is is what it does, the function it performs, not what it is called. So, in my architecture, I start with separating the P's, the purpose of our existence, and then we must have E, and we must have A, and we must have I. What else to do? I talk to you next week. In order to have the right organization structure to deliver your mission. Wish you well. I hope you're not in a cold weather because I'm going out to Moscow and it's snowing. As I'm talking to you, looking through the window, beautiful Sasha Santa Barbara. What the hell am I doing in Moscow? But somebody has to go to work. And it's my turn, I think, this time. Thank you very much and see you next week. Thank you.
Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management